Well, hello, and welcome back to another podcast episode with Brittany Bundles. You are listening to the Brittany Bundles podcast, where we empower people through entrepreneurship. And today what I'd like to talk about is I'd like to talk about what you say versus how you say. A lot of times as entrepreneurs, we get so wrapped up in the message that sometimes we forget about the delivery. And the delivery, a lot of times, if not always, is even more crucial in a lot of aspects than what we actually say. I'm someone personally where I like to be very direct. I like to not sugarcoat as much as I possibly can. I like to say what I mean very directly. But I've learned over the years that just because I like that approach and some others may like it too, does not mean that it's going to be the most effective approach when working with everybody. And so we always talk about in a lot of different aspects and different platforms, how we want to increase our sales and we want to be as prosperous and productive as we possibly can. But a lot of times we're not really focused on how we're utilizing the opportunities that are placed in front of us to help us achieve those goals. There are a lot of times where people are presented with different opportunities in the form of conversation. And those opportunities are not taken advantage of wholeheartedly because of how we communicate. Now, what I wanna say to that too is, I'm not asking anyone to be someone that they're not. Everyone has their own style of who they are, how they communicate, how they view certain processes, how their demeanor is. But I am saying that if you wanna place yourself in a position where you are working with people, it's always best to look at different ways to sharpen your people skills. So with that being said, today we're gonna to be focusing on different ways where we can build rapport to help build our sales um, and also long lasting relationships and referrals and increase our knowledge in the industry and how to communicate better with people without letting those opportunities slip through the cracks because we are too arrogant or because we are not willing to learn different effective communication methods to engage with those that we want to purchase from us. So if you are interested in this topic today, I am greatly appreciative for it. I ask that you share the podcast. You can share the podcast via social media. You can share the podcast via email or text. You can also turn on the podcast when you're riding in the car with a family member or friend. Let's go ahead and share the podcast. Like I say in numerous episodes, sharing the podcast not only helps this podcast itself, the platform to grow, but it also helps to bring exposure to those that have promoted uh, their product on this podcast by via sponsorship. Um, also, the entrepreneurs that have been interviewed on this podcast that have shared their experiences, their journeys, and also their business products and services. It just helps us continue to build as a whole, as a community. So if you are interested in building this community, I definitely challenge you to share the podcast with at least three people, at least three people. So I'm going to give you time to do that and I'll be back in just a moment 
When I get back, we'll get started with another podcast episode. All right. All right. So thank you for sharing. I truly appreciate it. So today, again, we're talking about what you say versus how you say it. We're going to be talking about that today. Um, The first tip that I want to touch on is leading with positivity. Leading with positivity. So like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, a lot of times we are asking for different opportunities to increase our positions financially, successfully, and also just in general with our personal and our business lives. And most often we can find that we're becoming or that we are our worst enemies, meaning that sometimes we put our foot in our mouths or sometimes we don't open our mouths or sometimes we are not able to fully understand what that person is asking or wanting for us to be able to fully provide that need And other times we are so wrapped up in trying to get on to the next task that we may not take the necessary time required to be as patient as we need to, to identify what the best effective communication method with that specific customer or potential client is. When you are in a position of running a business, it's deeper. Like I say in a lot of different videos on my YouTube channel at Brittany Bundles, check it out if you haven't already. And also I say that a lot of times on my podcast. Being an entrepreneur, being a successful entrepreneur, in my opinion, is more than finding a product to sell. It's more than knowing how to price out your products. But another part of that aspect and that journey is being able to find a way to solve issues, find a way to be able to connect and build relationships with people. That's what it always is boiled down to and and circled back to for me and a lot of people that I work with. So my first tip leading with positivity is when I am connecting with someone, whether I'm having a good day or bad day, whether I feel like it or I don't, I understand that everyone, number one, deserves to be treated with respect. And I'm not perfect, so I'm not gonna do everything completely right all the time, but I strive and I'm very intentional on making sure that I treat others how I would like to be treated. And sometimes even better than I'm expecting to be treated. Because I understand that the first point of business is to build a relationship boundary, a relational boundary, excuse me, meaning that I want whoever is working with me to know that they can come to me, they can ask questions, they can come to me, they can share concerns, they can come to me with feedback or corrective criticism, they can come to me with requests, and everything's heard. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm going to agree with everything. It doesn't mean that I'm going to move how anyone's wanting me to move every single time there's something that needs to be taken care of. But it does mean that you know you're working with someone with integrity and respect, and that goes a long way. I have a lot of repeat customers and clients, not just because they love my products and my products are the best out there. Now, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I do also take good pride in providing quality services and products. So not only am I making sure that my products and services are up to par, but I'm also making sure that when they come over to me, their customer service experience is phenomenal. And I think when we talk about having a phenomenal customer service experience, for the most part, a lot of people are looking for like a magic trick, right? They're looking like, what else do I need to do? When a lot of times, just making sure that you are pleasant, making sure that you have a 
peaceful and professional, respectful tone, and some other things that we're going to go over later in the podcast, really goes a long way. And also not to mention active listening, meaning really listening to what that person is saying and really trying to understand where they're coming from so that you can come back with a tailored, professional uh, recommendation that makes sense, right? That someone would almost have to say yes to in order to solve the need that they express to you or the one that they express to you. The second point that I had, I just touched on is tone. So a lot of times when I'm communicating with people, even before um, I started my business and I was working in a call center, I used to work in the sales department, customer service department, and also the retention department. And working in the retention department, it really taught me a lot. One of the things that it taught me was how to match tone. Now, I'm not saying match someone's tone. If someone's screaming at you, you scream back. I'm not saying that. But a lot of times, if people are calling in very happy and upbeat, and I'm like, look, I really haven't even had my coffee. I'm not lively and upbeat. I'm not going to be someone I'm not, but I am going to try to match their energy. So they're super excited. I want to join in on the excitement as well. I want to build that rapport and that relationship to find out what they're excited about. I want to talk a little bit about that without losing focus on what they initially called for. And I want them to feel free to open up to me and to be happy. How many times have you been happy and you've gone outside of your comfort zone, so your house or your car or your job, you meet up with someone else and their whole vibe is off. It's completely opposite than what you're giving. It's not happy. It's not joyous. There's no pep in their voice, pep in their step. They're very monotone. They're not excited. They're really depressed and down, or it seems as if they're depressed or down. Now, although you may sympathize and empathize, it may also change your tone. It may. It may make you feel like, okay, well, I'm not as happy anymore. Now, also on the flip side of that, there are people that have called in and they were grieving, going through a time where they needed to disconnect service because they lost a family member. So I'm not going to keep the same tone that I had with the person that called in before them that was excited because they purchased their first home and they were calling to get internet and TV service. But now I'm gonna have a more compassionate tone uh, of someone that is going through the loss of their family members or loved ones. And I'm gonna treat them how I want to be treated as well. So a lot of times when we're communicating, it's tone. I can say something to you and everything that I say can be accurate, but if my tone isn't right, if I'm screaming at you or if you sound hear frustration in my voice, you may not receive the message as I'm intending to deliver it. So we really have to be cautious on tone as well. The next thing I want to talk about in relation to, it's not really always about what you say, but it's how you say it, is relatability. I find sometimes when I am working with different clients and we're doing different mentoring or consultations and I'm listening to how they're communicating to customers or clients or I'm reading over an email that they sent me or a chat that they sent me where they were communicating with potential customers and clients as well. And I'm looking through it, and although I built relationships with a lot of people that I work with, and we continue to work even after the one time, even the one time consultation ends up going into more consultations or mentorship, and I learn them even further, I may know what they mean by certain words, 
But if I read it back or if I listen to how they say certain things, it definitely may sound like you're not understanding at all this person's position. If someone's coming to you and they want one of your products and they're very interested and they're expressing to you how they don't get paid until Friday and you're saying things like, okay, well, yeah, it's hard out here for everyone, um, but yeah, that's the price. Now, in a sense, it may, you know, it may look like you relate it a little bit, but there is a different way to express it because we want to make sure that we're showing empathy and that we're relating. So I have been in places, positions in my life where I have wanted certain things, but I couldn't get them that day because of my paycheck. One of the reasons why I wanted to become an entrepreneur was so I wouldn't have to be limited by waiting on, you know, a paycheck or a paycheck. Not saying that you don't have to wait on money when you're an entrepreneur because you do as well. But with entrepreneurship, I also talk heavily about multiple streams. So even if I'm waiting on a check from YouTube, I'm still getting paid through my business. I'm still getting paid through my affiliate links. I'm still doing different collaborations and partnerships where I'm getting paid. I'm still posting on my podcast. I'm still selling my ebook. I'm still doing numerous things to produce revenue for my overall business. And so, um, you know, you can also work at night if I want to put that out there too and, and receive a check and not be financially strained uh, with the right budgeting tips. However, before I looked into budgeting and, you know, all the other things, I was always pretty decent with my money. But like I said, I can definitely relate to wanting something and not being able to get it that day. So sometimes what I'll do is I'll express a short story or scenario, uh, letting them know I completely understand where you're coming from. You know, I wanted um, such and such and I couldn't get it until Friday because I didn't have any money. I wouldn't have any money until then. And so um, definitely know how it feels, but you want it now. And I want to make sure that I help you get it now. So one of the options that I do have is doing a buy now, pay later um, through one of the companies available at my checkout. Or one of the options that I do have if you want it now is to go ahead and look at this texture. This texture is currently on sale. You said that you had X amount to spend right now. I would recommend really going for this texture. It gives you the length that you're looking for, the curl that you're looking for. And not, I know it's not what you initially were eyeing before we communicated, but based on everything you're looking for, I'm very confident that this will still work for you and allow you to get the hair today um, so that you can go ahead and go to the party that you are needing to attend tomorrow. So things like that. And that shows not only that you were listening, it shows not only are you just trying to, um, you know, help them purchase, but it also shows that you're someone that has compassion and actually cares and can think through situations from their standpoint as well. You provided a solution. Now at that point, if they say, hey, no, I want what I want, that's fine. You can look at other options, backup plans. I always recommend having at least three fallback offers, um, but even if they decline off the offers, at least you walk away from the situation knowing that you did everything that you could possibly do and that you were relatable and that you did show compassion, that your tone was definitely a professional one that meant theirs and that you were leading with positivity. The fourth tip that I have is compassion. Compassion. You know, a lot of times in business, not even just, you know, with entrepreneurs that I've worked with in the past or entrepreneurs that I have come across, when I go into big corporations sometimes, 
I notice a lack of compassion when people are working with other people. And it, sometimes it seems like people that have their stuff or, you know, people were, how can I say this? Sometimes it seems like certain people that look like they have their stuff together will act in an arrogant way to make others feel less than. Maybe not intentionally, and maybe sometimes they do it intentionally. But I know that sometimes we he overhearing conversations in stores, uh, like I said, these are bigger corporate stores, I will feel embarrassed for both parties because I can empathize with both people. I can see how the store clerk may not have realized what they said and how it came out. And I can also realize how it may have felt to hear what the store clerk said. It's kind of like when you're behind someone and the store clerk yells as loud as they can and they say, your card's declined. This one's declined too. And for me, a lot of times my heart goes out because it's like, you want to have a little bit more compassion in that situation. Because I know that I wouldn't want to come back to the store and even try to shop if I knew that there was a chance that if my card declined, it was going to be broadcasted across the whole store. And you may be thinking, well, hey, if they don't have money, there's no point in them coming back either. In, in, anyway. But there have been people that have purchased by overdrawing their account or have purchased and gotten money sent to their uh, cash app and then they transferred it to their card. So making sure that we don't count out customers because we are assuming that we know what they have and what they don't have or because we are not even thinking about how they feel. Um, when I had my salon, one of the things that I wanted to be very cautious about was how I treated people and how I read back information. If someone swiped their card and typed in the wrong PIN code, it wasn't everyone's business to hear. If someone's card declined when they were purchasing hair or even getting their hair done, it wasn't everyone's business to hear. And those are just some examples. But showing compassion, when someone is coming to you and they're expressing their frustration or their concern, hey, I've been on your website six times and I still can't find out how to check out. Instead of you getting defensive or getting upset or feeling like this person is playing games with you, showing compassion and putting yourself in their shoes and asking, how would I feel if I wanted to purchase something and I've gone to the website six times and I could not find the checkout button? I remember when working in the call center again, people would call in multiple times and sometimes our systems would go down because they're, they're systems. It's technology. And so, you know, as much as we rely on technology, sometimes technology is just, just not reliable. And so people would call in and make a payment and I would have to let them know our systems were down. And when they would call back multiple times about their second or third time calling back, some people would say, well, hey, I'm trying to give y'all money. Y'all don't want it? And it wasn't that, but I, it, was, it was a lot of times some expressing the frustration and them trying to pay where they couldn't pay. And not because of any fault of their own, but because of the technology. So with situations like that, I learned how to be more compassionate, understand where they were coming from. And there were some of my coworkers that were frustrated. Ma'am, you know computers go down. Okay, man, well, I can't control it either. But that wasn't necessarily the, the right or professional way to handle it. The third tip, I'm, not the third, I'm sorry, the fifth tip. <laughs> the fifth tip that I'm gonna go over and I'll let you all go. This is not gonna be a long, long episode today or anything like that. 
but it is showing confidence. So there's a lot of people that I have met that, you know, they're, they're very polite, professional. They have the tone right. They know how to build rapport. Um, you know, they, they, they're positive people. They have compassion toward others. They show the empathy. However, they lack confidence. And lacking confidence is one of the, I want to say one of the worst attributes um, that an entrepreneur can have, honestly. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to be confident in everything that you do, but I am saying that you need to sound confident in everything that you do. Um, so what that looks like is if you don't know the answer to something and you feel like you should know it, being honest enough and confident enough to simply say, great question, I don't know, but I am committed to finding out the answer. Please allow me 24 to 48 hours and I'll get right back with you with an answer and a solution. Now, again, you weren't confident in knowing the answer, but you were confident that you could find it and you were confident that you could have a good solution. That's what good business owners do. They find confidence in knowing that they can find a solution to the problem, not confidence in knowing that they know everything. You know, business owners that feel like they know everything, a lot of times come off as being very arrogant. And so we don't want to come off as being arrogant. Honestly, no one knows everything. There are people that have been in a certain industry for over 20, 30 plus years and are still learning. We want to make sure that we're constantly, always continuing to be learners and a student of our industry. There's so much more to learn than what we know. And once we feel like we figured it all out, it's time, it's time to maybe pivot the business to something else as well. Because I don't want anything that is not going to help me grow. I want to continue growing with whatever I'm working with. And so being confident, it's not only going to help secure more sales, but it's also going to help people feel like they have an expert. And when people are wanting answers to a certain uh, question or solutions to a certain problem, first thing that pops into a lot of people's minds are uh, or is go get a, a professional, go consult someone that knows. And so if you're always present and if you are someone that is dedicated to finding out what you can do and what can be done and answering questions, that is going to bring more people to you versus if you're someone and you don't know, but you avoid the conversation or you talk over the person so they don't answer or you act like, or not so they don't answer, but you talk over them so that they can't express their question or you, um, you know, automatically answer without them being able to fully act because you're scared if they fully ask, you won't know the answer. So you're going to hurry up and just blurt something out to fill out that space. You know, all of that kind of stuff is fixed with people. And even if they do purchase from you, they may not purchase again. So that's one of the reasons why I tell people when a lot of people get wrapped up and excited that they got to sell and they explain how they did it. There's always people that come to me and say, hey, I wasn't polite at all. I mean, I should have been, but just being honest, I wasn't and I still got to sell doesn't mean that you're going to get a sell again. Doesn't mean that they didn't tell anyone about their experience. Doesn't mean that their experience deterred others from purchasing from you. When you're looking at your business and progressing it, we're not just looking at what I can do today 
and that's it. But it's about what I can do today that will also affect my tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow after that. What can I do today that will ultimately affect the overall progression of my business? Me not planting a seed of respect or integrity today could lead to my business falling months later, months down the line or years down the line, God forbid, but it could. So we don't want to get too comfortable with anything and we don't want to get too cocky at all either. We want to make sure that we're being respectful and that we're remembering. Again, it's not really what you say to people, but it's how you say it. And people don't always remember what you say, but they definitely remember how they felt after interacting with you. So keep that in mind. I really hope that this podcast episode helped. I hope that it resonated with someone out there. We've touched on some of these points before in other various podcast episodes. So after this episode, if you haven't tuned into the last episode or the episode before that, I encourage you to do so. If you do want to be a guest on the Brittany Bundles podcast, I'd love to have you on. Please send me an email to B, the letter B is in Brittany, talks, T-A-L-K-S at yahoo.com. You can also follow me on social media. My Instagram is Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y underscore bundles, B-U-N-D-L-E-S. I'm also on Facebook, Brittany Bundles, Instagram, Brittany Bundles, and Twitter, Brittany Bundles. Oh yeah, and YouTube, Brittany Bundles. Um, So check me out on all those platforms. I do want to thank you for tuning in and I will talk to you all in the next podcast episode.